My wife is watching online, so I got to make sure my tie is straight here. <laughs> and I got a new pocket thing, so I think that's good. She'll text me and let me know. <laughs> All right. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, our hearts are stirred by the music. And we've come to be blessed this day, but Lord, I believe you have an important work for us all to do. It's not just the choir that will be working today, because you have a call to make on our hearts. So I pray, Lord, we will be ready when the time comes for us to do the work we need to do today, even as we are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace on those on whom His favor rests. Can you imagine what it must have been like that night for the shepherds to be out on the hillside in the dark? How often when they've gone out to tend the sheep at night, to be out in the fields with them, how often do you think angels show up and talk to them? Yeah, I don't think that's happened before. And so I don't think it's too big of a surprise when it says the angel appeared and they were terrified, and let's not be too hard on them, because what do you think we would be right now if an angel appeared in this place with us? Terrified. And so because of that, the angel uses the opening line that angels always use. You know, the first line you have to use when you're an angel and you're dealing with humans, you know what it is, right? Don't be afraid. It's all right. Don't be afraid. So first it must have been a shock. And then all of heaven and the, and the angels are singing. And then it says they went away back into heaven. Verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I wish we could have interviewed one of those shepherds and and heard exactly what they said when they went to tell. I don't know exactly what it was, but, but I bet it was based on what the angel had said, verses 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news. That will cause what? Great joy 
for one or two people, for all the people, today in the town of David, a what? Savior has been born to you. He is who? Messiah, the Lord. Okay, so there's, there's at least four really important points here that we need to get. The angel's bringing good news. This news is going to cause great joy to all the people. The news is that a Savior is born, and that particular Savior is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. This is the heart of the message and probably what they went to tell, but have any of those words kind of become cliche to you? I mean, we kind of bring them out at Christmas time, right? Good news, great joy, Savior's born, Christ the Lord. And it looks really good on a banner. But do we hear those words? And do we know what they really mean? There was another baby alive on earth the night when Jesus was born. Somewhere else that night, the son of a priest, less than a year old, his name was John, and he was an unusual child as well, for his birth also had been foretold, not by angels the night he was born, but rather by an angel speaking to his father, Zechariah, one day when Zechariah was at the temple offering sacrifices. This baby was not the Savior, but he was the one to go before him. Yet, so here's John, and, and here's Jesus, and they're both born in the same year, but it would be 30 years before their paths would cross. But on that day when they did come together, when John finally did see Jesus, for that would be the name of the one that was born the Savior, John would... When he finally saw Jesus, in one sentence, a sentence so full of meaning that we still have yet to fully comprehend the full meaning of what, what it means, in one sentence, John would capture the fullness of what we need to know in both our hearts and our minds about the child that was born in Bethlehem. And this is the sentence. John 1, verse 29. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You see, all the humans, like sheep, to stay with the metaphor here, have gone astray. We have turned each one to his or her own way. And like sheep, we are helpless to save ourselves from the destruction that our folly has created for us. We all are, as it were, lambs for the slaughter, destined to live, and, and maybe you felt this, destined to live small little lives of little or no lasting purpose, and then to die in our sins and our pains, surrounded by suffering and futility, and consumed in our own iniquity with no hope. But because God so loved the world, 
He created for us a deliverance in the form of a deliverer. The sheep that had gone astray were given the Lamb of God, the only sheep that never went astray. And this was the good news that the angels declared that night. And it was the most blessed good news that could ever be told. For you see, upon the Lamb that was born that night, God would lay all of the iniquity of all the sheep who strayed before He was born and all the sheep who would stray after He was born. This is why He is called the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I hope you are able to comprehend this in both your heart and your mind. With the birth of Jesus, God created salvation. A truth that demanded and received the praise and the honor and the glorious revealing of the angels. But by agreeing to be the Lamb of God, Jesus agreed to carry your griefs and to carry your sorrows. Now the choir is going to sing two songs for us. And you're going to be tempted to think that these songs are beautiful, because they are. But I don't want you to just think these songs are beautiful. I want you to hear what these songs are saying. The first song talks about Jesus as salvation that is born. The second talks about Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And while the choir sings these songs, there's some work that we who hear need to do in our hearts. The first is we need to hear and believe that the one born in Bethlehem is salvation born to us. And then as we hear the second song, we need to believe that the way this salvation has come to us is that this child born is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord.
Luke 2, verse 15. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. What do you suppose the shepherds expected to find when they went to look for Jesus? The angel had had warned them because after this great description of this one who had been born, it would have been very easy for the shepherds to begin to think, oh, wow, well, we need to look for for some great gathering of important people all around this one. But the angel had said, no, you will find him wrapped in cloth, swaddling clothes, we used to say, and lying in a manger. That must have been strange instruction to them. And they hurry off, and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby Could this be the one that the angels had spoken about? How how could this grand company of angels be talking about this little family tired from the road with no place to stay? How could these things both be true? The announcement had been one that might have caused them to expect something overwhelming, someone very powerful, a great and mighty king. Do you think they expected to find such a small king? Such a small king, such a small boy. Yet even as the the shepherds were staring with a certain bewilderment, I don't wonder, at this small child somewhere in the night, that same night, three wise men from a land in the east were drawing near the close of their strange quest begun by a star in the heavens that convinced them, yes, indeed, a king is born. And we will bring him kingly gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. What does one give to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world? What does one give to a Savior? For what can one give a Savior that the Savior hasn't already given them in the first place. In many ways, these things are too much for adults to figure out, for we're so caught up in the relative value of things. Yet somehow I suspect there are some amongst us who know exactly what to bring to such a small king, such a small boy,
way back in Nazareth. Before the trip to Bethlehem, the angel had said to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Which really begs a question, doesn't it? I don't know that we could ask a more important question. Have you let Jesus save you from your sins? Sort of an obvious question, but, but maybe one we don't ask often enough. And, and in truth, it's the question that sits at the core of why this place is even here, this church, why we even gather. It's based on this reality. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Have you let Jesus save you from your sins? Now, I mentioned today that this wouldn't just be one of those days where you get to come and hear that there would be some hard work that we would all need to do today, and, and this is it. Have you done the hard work you need to do Today, Now, don't misunderstand what I mean by that. The hard work of letting Jesus save you from your sins is not the trying to quit them and be good enough to be saved work. Rather, the hard work of letting Jesus save you from your sins is believing that the child born in Bethlehem is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then in believing, allowing God to take your iniquity from you and place it on Him. And then having received that removal of your iniquity to then receive into your life the Holy Spirit of God to take the place so that now you can live with Jesus as your Lord. That's the hard work, to let these things happen. You've heard the witness of the choir today. Salvation is born, they told us. Behold the Lamb of God, they called us to look and see. Such a small king, yet he will bring deliverance to me. You've seen the willingness of the children. They've come with gifts, but what are these gifts that we bring to Jesus? Maybe you thought today was merely a day to come to church and be entertained or perhaps moved by a song or two done particularly well, but perhaps you did not know the work the Spirit has appointed each of us today. What work? Well, just like these gifts here represent that the children brought your work today, 
You must give your heart to Jesus today. That's your work. For he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Here's the offer today, not from me, but from God. The offer today is that by the close of this service, if you will allow it to happen, you will leave this place cleansed of your sins and ready to walk out of here into the hope of new life in Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, salvation born for you, the King who sets you free. Do you want to walk out free today? This is the gift that is offered to you. But it is a gift that can only come to those who open their hearts and invite Jesus to come in. So that's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to read a few words, and then in the midst of this service, Festival Sabbath, it's all about sounds, right? Well, in the midst of this service, this is all about beautiful sounds. We are going to take a moment and be silent on the outside. Even as our souls and our spirits on the inside of us cry out to God, we will in this time of silence, here's what we'll do. We will confess that we are sheep who have gone astray. Then we will ask God to lay on Jesus our iniquity. And then we will prepare our hearts to receive deliverance. We're going to leave a time of silence in just a moment. This is the hard work. But if you will do this work now, you will walk out of here free. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sins and enter in. Be born in us today. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
Now I want you to take a breath and just breathe out and receive God's peace. Because when you have confessed your sins, when you have allowed Him to take your iniquity and to place it on the one born as the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world, when you allow it to happen, you realize the angel is right. These are good tidings. This is great joy. My sins are forgiven. I am accepted by the Father. Jesus is my Lord. And when you let that reality be reality for you, you can feel the strain go away. That's why he's called the Prince of Peace. Have you needed peace in your heart for a while? Have you needed great joy? Have you needed a reason to rejoice and be glad? Yes, confession is somber, but the time afterwards should be a time of rejoicing and great joy. So you will understand why the angels sang with such excitement and why now after this moment where we've opened our hearts and asked Jesus in, there's only one way to respond, and that is with great joy.
Where Satan claimed dominion, God permitted his son to come, a helpless babe, subject to the weakness of humanity. He permitted him to meet life's peril in common with every human soul, to fight the battle as every child of humanity must fight it at the risk of failure and eternal loss. The heart of the human father yearns over his son. He looks into the face of his little child and trembles at the thought of life's peril. He longs to shield his dear one from Satan's power, to hold him back from temptation and conflict, to meet a bitterer conflict and a more fearful risk. God gave his only begotten son that the path of life might be made sure for our little ones. Herein is love. Wonder, O heavens, and be astonished, O earth.